not sure what to record anymore. I'm not sure what I'm doing. It's been a few months. It definitely has. The reason for that is because my voice was sounding absolutely terrible. In fact, I couldn't even talk without attempting to clear my throat first. So I took a little break. I posted some updates on my Insta. If you go and follow that, it's supernaturally underscore curious 013. And I do sound better. My voice is definitely, I still can't sing, which kind of sucks, but I don't sing on this podcast, so we're good, which is why I'm recording this episode. I was actually going to record it yesterday, so that's fun. We're just going to jump right in, to be honest. There's no content warnings on this one. This is one to two parts of ghost hunting for dummies, and I'm so excited for this one, if I'm being honest. So again, without any further ado, let's just jump right in. Our first term that we're going to start with is EMF. Despite how many professional ghost hunters and paranormal investigators use EMF meters, there's no real evidence that they work. We have to rely heavily on theory. They're often associated with fluctuating temperatures and electromagnetic energy, and this sort of goes hand in hand with the law of thermodynamics, specifically the law that energy cannot be created nor destroyed. So when people die, their energy has to go somewhere, and it goes into sort of storage. Because of this, when they use that energy storage, they send out an EM wave. Now, let's get into the mechanics of the EMF meter. This is the same principle that things like vending machines and metal detectors use, a changing EM field. It is basically the effect of an actual field or the influence of a metallic substance. The simple version is that an inductor is used as a detection device slash sensor, and a change in the magnetic field induces a voltage into the output circuit. Um, which is why, oh my gosh, I really can't think right now, give me a minute which is why it lights up to one of the five different colors based on how high the, how much, I don't know how to explain this, how, this is so difficult to put into words, oh my gosh. And that is why it lights up to one of the five colors that depends on how strong the EM wave is that the ghost lets out. Our next one, I actually had to scrap my last recording because I kept saying EMF. This is EVP, and they are two completely different things. EVP stands for Electronic Voice Phenomena. It's caught on tape more commonly than any other device, but you're not going to hear it until you play the audio back. It can vary by gender, age, vocal tone, emotion, and even language. There are also different classes of EMF, class A, class B, and class C. Class A is easily understood by almost anyone with little to no dispute of what it is. These are usually the loudest cases of EVP, and from what I've heard, the words that are most common with this is leave, yes, no, and you know, the creepier stuff like kill, murder, death, and the typical. Class B is usually characterized by warping in the voice of certain syllables. It's a lower volume and usually more distant sounding than class A. Class B is the most common kind of EVP and class C is the last class. This is the excessive warping. It is the lowest volume and it's usually just whispering, which is the hardest to understand. If you want to go see some great EVP, um, I suggest Sam and Colby's channel. Also, I Lindsay Paranormal. I love her channel so much. She is like one of the greatest. I don't. She is such an underrated like paranormal investigator. So great. Please go like subscribe to her and watch her. She's amazing. Um, 
Spirit Box. Spirit Box is also an amazing thing. Spirit boxes are meant to establish a sort of verbal manifestation of spirits. The device radio scans through AM and FM radio stations so that spirits can take sound bites and splice together messages. Although I couldn't find a lot on how it works, I'll play you guys a clip of how it sounds when it's scanning. Let's know you're here. And then here's how it sounds when something responds to it. Slightly creepier, am I right? Moving on to dowsing rods. Dowsing rods you won't see in a lot of videos if I'm being honest. Maybe you will. That honestly depends on who you watch. If I were to ever do paranormal investigating, I personally wouldn't use dowsing rods, but um, let's, let's just get to the script. Dowsing rods have been used by hundreds of different cultures over the centuries, with the most popular use being water witching. In our modern day world, of course we don't need the dowsing rods for this anymore because we have oil companies and more resources, we don't need these rods for the traditional purposes they were created for. So they are sort of repurposed. Through extensive research, people have found that the rods respond to EM fields, or EMF. Through reading this website and several others I got my information off of, it continuously mentioned how EMF would go off when the dowsing rods would move. So in theory, this would make sense. If you're interested in using dowsing rods, my personal advice is go do your own research. I'm not going crazy into depth here. I wanted to. This script has been on my laptop since December 17th of 2021, which is, it's been a while. But go do your own research if you want to. Not pressuring you, but um... Moving on to infrared temperature detectors. I really love infrared temperature detectors, if I'm being honest. Using an infrared thermometer can help aspiring ghost hunters to detect cold spots, which are often attributed to areas of paranormal activity. The theory is, is that when a ghost attempts to manifest itself, it'll draw energy from the air around it, leaving behind a small pocket of cold air. Of course, like our EMF little thing, it, this is just a theory of why it works. Music boxes, from what I are usually coffin shaped which is absolutely creepy they're motion sensors and any kind of motion is going to set off this really creepy and unsettling music <laughs> absolutely horrifying the fact that this is what it sounds like and i'll play a little clip is absolutely horrifying and i'm not sure why anybody would buy it there's not really much more i can go into there's no depth it's a motion sensor I'm pretty sure everybody who's listening is going to know how a motion sensor works. So, um, our next one is Catball. It's nothing special. It's not specifically a paranormal investigation device. People found that it just works because Catballs, and it's exactly what it sounds like. It's a little ball for cats that lights up when anything touches it. So just like the, so just like the music box, it's literally a motion sensor. REM pods are interesting though. The full name of this device is a radiating electromagnetism pod. And I'm sorry it sounded so stupid saying that, but I cannot handle another take. We call it a REM pod because, again, English and spelling is hard. The device is great because it radiates on its own electromagnetic field, so it can sense more things and capture more evidence. The REM pod can detect a difference in field strength when a conductive material enters into its field. This means that it can detect things moving in and out of its field, which from a ghost hunter's point of view is hopefully a spirit approaching the devices and which allows for 360 coverage. The Estes method isn't necessarily a tool. It's more of, well, a method for, I want to say almost seance, 
related, but it's not really a seance. So I'll just explain it to you guys. In this method, you use sensory deprivation to communicate with spirits and entities through noise-canceling headphones and some sort of spirit box, as well as a blindfold, you can communicate. It's, you need two people, I was gonna say it's best if you have two people, but you do need at least two people for this method. One person has the headphones and they plug it into the spirit box and then another person asks the questions. Because the person with the blindfold and the headphones can't hear or see what you're saying, their responses are purely off of the spirit box and the ghost is basically talking through the spirit box which is going through you. And fun fact, this method was created at the Stanley Hotel, which I covered in my very first episode. If you would like to go listen to that, you can. No pressure. It was an amazing episode, but you know, if you if you want to miss out, you can. So that was all of our basic kind of terms, and I'm sure I'll have more in the part two if I do more research, but that was just what I have for now. Here are the things not to do. Number one, don't use a Ouija board. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not even going to give any context on why you shouldn't watch a Ouija board. <laughs> I'm not even gonna give anything on why you shouldn't use a Ouija board. I'm just gonna trust that you've seen at least one horror movie where they've used one and something has gone wrong. More things that you should not do. Do not trespass. Do not go alone. Don't smoke or wear heavy perfume because some ghosts can give off a scent and you don't want it to get confused with the way that you smell. Do not horse around. Do not provoke spirits. If something makes it clear that you need to leave, then you need to leave because the ghost can fight you, you can't fight the ghost. And lastly, do not overstep your boundaries. Here are the things that you should do though. Never go alone, prepare carefully, follow your instincts, leave the location exactly how you found it, be very open-minded, understand your risks and what you're walking into, know your limits, bring an ID, and tell at least three people where you are going before you go, before you go there. And just like that, our very short episode has come to an end. Thank you guys so much for watching. I wanted to shout out my um, my Germany viewers, Canadian, India, Japan, um, United States viewers even. Thank you guys so much. We just hit 42 streams. If you guys want to go follow supernaturally underscore curious 013, that is my Instagram. Um, I send out a bunch of updates. Fred, my assistant, he can get back to you guys if you have any questions. And this is Peyton Stewart signing off. We will see you back again at Supernaturally Curious very soon.